0: Welcome back to another edition of Covered in Glory. Brett, guess what I did with my day yesterday?
1: What did you do, Toby?
0: I did something super fun. I did career day at Breaker Woods Elementary School where I got to explain podcasting and media companies and my love of chelsea to a bunch of very confused kindergartners and first graders <laughs> and slightly less confused third through fifth graders but it was super awesome to get to uh, talk to the kids tell them what we do and explain why i love my job so much so it was a reminder that even though every single week i turn on the mic and i'm kind of dreading it because i'm afraid that i'm going to get all of my picks wrong there's worse things that i can do in my life um cuz i got to impress all of my kids' friends for at least one day.
1: Did you tell them to go home and tell their parents and 1,500 of their closest friends to like and subscribe to the podcast?
0: No, but I think oh. if our if our numbers uh double this week, I know it's all kindergartners at Break Our Woods. Nice. So. Yeah. I mean we gotta we gotta get
1: the six year olds getting the right bets down. Let's be honest here. So we're well, we're we're doing we're doing very good then if we're getting a lot of these kids going. So yeah.
0: Uh, responsible gaming, people. He's just kidding. <laughs> don't don't am, write it. Or write him. Don't I, write me. Am I kidding, Toby? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> we have to cut your mic. Uh, so I know what you did yesterday. You flew out for a vacation. So my <laughs> gift to you was having you record a podcast, even though you are living up the sunny California lifestyle this week.
1: Uh, no, it was it was perfect out here in wonderful Redondo Beach uh, with my cousin and her husband. So it's been a, a wonderful, relaxing day. Uh, the best part was I was walking the beach instead of watching the most pitiful Europa League matches possible, which if I was definitely at home and working, I would have had that on the background and my life would have been worse for it. So I hope no one here watched Juventus and Sevilla because that probably ruined your life.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what's better uh, or worse than watching a Europa Europa League match that uh, didn't meet expectations. It's having a first grader tell you that Chelsea sucks and having no retort because he's right. (laughs) He's right. He wins wins (laughs) the argument. Chelsea Chelsea sucked. Well done, first grader. You just
1: you just say Touche and you move on.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, since you are on vacation and uh, we got lots of stuff going on. Over here in the Murgler household, I think we should just jump right into it rather than doing a discussion question this week. What do you think? Let's do
1: it, especially because these games are not great.
0: (laughs) Not great. Not great, Bob. But hey, every week we say the same thing. That's why they invented gambling. All right. So let's just dive right into it. Let's start at Aston Villa, 8th at 54 points versus Tottenham, 6th at 57 points. This game is Saturday at 10 a.m. Villa is plus 120. Villa is favored in this matchup. Spurs are plus 210. The draw is plus 250. Villa minus half a goal is plus 110. And the Spurs are minus 140 on the double chance. Uh, so, Brett, for me, it looks like Villa is starting to re- revert to the mean a little bit. You've been talking a lot about that on the show. Like they were flying a little bit over their skis. And Spurs are still the more talented team. So, I'm surprised to see Villa such heavy favorites. I know every week I start screaming fade Spurs, fade Spurs, but I backed them last week. They rewarded me with a 1-0 victory, went ahead and cashed that ticket. And I got to say, are the Spurs actually good value here? At plus 210, like it's a team that is definitely uh, fading away from the bright comet tail that they're lighting across the league.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, part of it, I, I was kind of wondering why the line was uh, was what it was. And obviously, I'm not going to get into the complex modeling that, these, uh, that, that people at <laughs> just are doing to set their lines. But um, I, the basic thing that I'm seeing is I didn't realize that Spurs away record was so poor this year. Um, so they mm. have 37 points at home, 20 away. Um, and this match is going to be at Villa Park. Um, I'm still not convinced. Like, we talked last week, we both hit our, top, our Spurs bet. I hit the clean sheet. Um, you hate yours. And a lot of it was like palace is like playing for draws right now. And so that game was just like a, a boring blah game with a moment of Harry Kane magic. Um, so I don't really like get any sense. that Spurs are turning anything around every match before that one, they've been leaking goals, like a weird amount for a team that plays a back three, um, which probably has to do with like fan favorite of the pod, Oliver Skip still starting in the midfield uh, because there's no other options. Um, so for me, I saw the line, I really wanted to take it. Um, Villa has been more unlucky, I think lately like it's like their regression has been they were pretty good and getting also lucky on top of it. Um, this time they've been decent and getting unlucky uh, in their last couple of matches like they they created better chances against wolves they just lost. like that soccer like that's part of the reason why gambling can be so frustrating. Um, so I'm not actually gonna go the opposite way. like I'm gonna take Villa, I'm gonna take him on the money line. Um and because I think the Spurs' leaky defense is still leaky, and because Oliver Skip is still pulling on a kit and starting and playing about 80 minutes a match for Spurs, um, I'm gonna go with the Ally Watkins as plus one 35 as the anytime goal scorer. He has been a shooting machine, uh, Mitrovic style, um, the last few matches during this Villa hot streak. And if there's gonna be a goal in this match, he is by far the most likely player to score it.
0: Yeah, well, look, I, I think if the odds were even, then I would lean on the Spurs uh, kind of being away. Ah, sorry, kind of being bad away from home. But I think with the plus 210, that is enough enticement yeah. to get me to play the more talented team here. So I, I completely respect what you're saying. Uh, but given you know that spread, then I'm just going to go ahead and play the the heavier odds, particularly since they do have Harry Kane, as you mentioned, and he's going to be my prop. Harry Kane, plus 110, anytime goal scorer. It's not one that I go to often. It's one that I look at every week and somehow don't pull the trigger and regret it. Um, But that moment of magic was exactly that. Like The way he hit that pass out to Poro from kind of off the hop, almost of a blind look, right on the dot, and then made his perfect run and then uh, headed the ball in, that was an incredible individual goal. I know Poro, yeah. it's not. I guess it's not individual. It's not like, you know, uh, Maradona running a slalom run 80 yards and, yeah. and punching it in. But the pass and the finish off of the Poro cross created that out of what should have been nothing. And so I'm going to back the captain to score this week. The other one I like, 1-0 uh, Spurs exact scoreline is plus 850. I think 1-0 Villa is like plus 700 or so. So if you want to play exactly... One goal. I don't have the line in front of me, but I'm probably, you're probably gonna get like plus 350 plus 400. And I kind of like that both ways because I don't think this is gonna be a high uh, scoring affair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I'm not like super confident. I'm I'm actually confident that I'm probably galaxy brainy in my picks, but I can very easily get to the point where you just got to. Cool.
0: All right. I like this new speedy covered in glory. Let's get to the next game. Uh, Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. It's that right, time. This, it's that this, time, Toby.
0: Well, I, th- I threatened them with a one game suspension last week and they did come through and win three ones. Th- this I was the be- whole
1: problem all season. If you just threaten to kick them off the pod, the players probably all listen. They don't want that to happen. You, this you're, is on you. This is like, on here, you.
0: West London. I'm the problem. I am the problem at Chelsea, as we've always <laughs> suspected. It's not That's... the other 50 things I can point to. Uh, so they're 11th, 42 points, and they're playing Nottingham Forest, 16th at 33 points. Look at Forest getting out of relegation position, out of the drop zone. Good for those lads. Uh, this game is Saturday at 10 a.m. Chelsea is minus 200. Forrest is plus 550. The draw is plus 310. Chelsea on the adjusted line minus a goal and a half is plus 127. Forrest is minus 165. I'm just going to get to it uh, because any result here is possible because Chelsea is absolutely terrible. Give me the Forest plus 550. I know that Chelsea came back and won 3-1. They're not throwing me off the scent. They had the exact same motivation issues. Yes, they got some good finishing. Yes, there was some reversion there. Yes, they had a couple of nice plays. Uh Noni in particular was really dangerous. I wasn't going to watch the match until Mujer Kanoni were starting it on the wings, just as I begged Frank to do uh last week on the show. Once they did that, then there was a reason to watch and he was electric on the right. I don't know uh if his finishing touch will ever kind of catch up with his dribbling skills, but I'm I'm not buying it. He could still start Yang. He could still start Sterling. He could still start God knows uh, who else, the corpse of Azpilicueta. And as a result, plus 550 is just too big for me to turn down because there's no other line I'm taking, right? Like, there's no way I'm taking Chelsea on the adjusted line. Minus 200 is not worth it on the win. So plus 550 for them to lay another egg when his season's absolutely dead makes sense to me. Well, the thing is,
1: I I understand that you are going to look through Chelsea in a disappointing lens from the outside they're a very average team this year and the crazy part and the reason that football is unforgiving um is that the three worst teams right now that are in the premier league are everton bournemouth and nine and fours by uh, by expected goal differential like and it's it's a pretty big gap between the, them and southampton but because the world is unfair all three of those blah teams including the one that i support in air quotes on a podcast that really works well um are going to end up staying up. I just think forest is really bad. They've gotten extremely lucky results all year round. Um, I do think that like Chelsea was not very good, but they were also getting unlucky. They're just playing the worst team in the league. Like I can't, I know you think that they have problems. This is the worst team in the premier league. They have no good players, like nothing good about forest besides the emblem on their crest about them. Staying up is at all. Interesting about this team. So I, I went with the spurt of the Chelsea buddy line. I'm sure you're gonna tell me all the ways that I'm gonna regret doing this. Um, and then I'm also going with the Chelsea clean sheet win because Forrest have, as being the worst team in the league, have one of the worst attacks in the Premier League. And when that Enzo Conte duo is out there with Kepa's newfound shot stopping, which is a the one silver line in this very dark cloud for you. Um, I it, these are just bets against Forrest. Like, if you take away the disappointing, you know, aura of what Chelsea's supposed to be and what the season, is, like, kind of the disaster that it's been for them, they're just an average Premier League team playing at home against Forest, like the worst team in the Premier League. I got to take both those bets. I know it's yeah. probably you're probably going to tell me I'm going to regret it. And you're going to think I'm dumb because you watch that team week in and week out. But this is a anti Forest. At some point, Forest has to stop getting results like they're not the worst team in the league.
0: Well, you just said something interesting that you thought all three of those guys are going to stay up. So let's just for one second talk relegation odds. I'm sure this is something we'll dive into more in the coming mm-hmm. weeks, but you just tipped your hand a little bit. So uh, on relegation, I mean, I think everybody presumes Southampton's going down. I don't even yeah. see odds posted for them at this point. They're six points behind with only three games to go. Like they're they're cooked. Uh, so the main relegation contenders after that are leads at 30 points. Leicester City at 30 points, Everton at 32 points, Forest at 33 points. Uh Leeds is minus 300, Leicester is minus 225, Forest is plus 175, Everton is plus 225. Do you think that the heavy minuses are both going down and force and everton are staying up? That's what I'm getting from your com uh, comments.
1: Yeah, I mean the Brighton match uh like for Everton completely flipped their odds. I think they were about like a three and five chance of going down before they randomly beat Brighton at the Amex, like <laughs> five-one. Uh they they're now their odds in going a game
0: down- that they lost XG by like three and a half yeah. or two and a
1: half. So well,
0: uh, that that's what XG love.
1: Yeah, that's, the, that's one of the things where like single game XG always got to take into context. They just were up so quickly and then Brighton had to press for goals that always kind of makes it a little more lopsided. Um, but yeah, their, their odds at 538 are down at 27% now. Forrester at 37%. Uh, Leicester did themselves no favors losing to Fulham. Um, and they are, so they are now like the the third most likely team to go down at 64%. So I, I yeah, I, I just think at this point, the the matchups for Everton they have uh, Bournemouth and Wolves I think are their last two matches like they have to get like one to four points out of those two after they get trounced by the game we'll talk about which is City um, and that keeps them up I put them if they got four points they I think they would finish up thirty nine um, Forest they just have been so lucky this year I could see Leicester Leeds getting that that trio going down to the wire. Um, but Everton's win against Brighton, like I think saved their season, which I mean, God, they don't deserve it. I think they're going to (laughs) stay.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but to the point like that you just made, they're the worst team. They don't deserve it. And they're plus 175 right now with three games to go. I actually think that's the best ticket. And the reason I think that's the best ticket is you can't just look at how many points behind are. you got to look at uh, differential, goal differential. 9 yeah. Forest is, is minus 31 right now. Leicester mm-hmm. City is minus 15. Leeds is minus 25. So unless Leeds or Leicester gets absolutely trounced in, in these upcoming games, if if uh, you're right and Chelsea comes through and wins here and uh, Forrest is down to two games and they take zero points, any win from Leicester City and Leeds puts Forest out. Yeah, and you're getting almost two to one on that. So if I'm if I'm buying a relegation ticket here on Thursday night, uh, May 11th, it's definitely not in Forest.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the best value. Uh, The only thing that would make me shaky is the closest team to, I think catching them in is Leicester, And then they're going to go Liverpool, Newcastle. And that is going to be a tough road considering they just got spanked by foam. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think you're right about the fact that it's really good to keep an eye on the goal differential Um, uh, That. I think it might come down to that. I think this is going to be a year where we might we might be going the last match day being like, they better score goals if they want to stay up.
0: You see that, kids from Breaker World? What was that? Professional world-class deflection. I got away from talking to Chelsea just by bringing up relegation, and I didn't <laughs> have to talk about this crap squad. Uh, so I, I'm taking four, I took Forrest. Uh, I'm going the other way from you on the attack part, though, because I'm taking the over. Uh, two and a half at minus 125. Chelsea's getting some positive reversion. They didn't create some uh, strong movements. If they start Mudrick and Noni again, I do think they will score. I'm taking Forrest just because of the numbers. Obviously, if, if it was even money, I would be taking Chelsea in this game because I do think they they should get at least a, a one to two goal win. But Forrest, nine of the last 12 games have gone over. A lot of times it's because of how many they can see given that goal differential, but I don't care if it's three nil Chelsea or, or two, one, or hell it can be one, two or whatever uh, it, it takes. I like them getting over the three and I think I should have to pay more juice than just the minus minus one twenty five for it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that you probably didn't tell those kids is that you're just a huge Brennan Johnson guy. So, and that's good. That, that's a no, thing, no, that's, that's the thing you it. shouldn't share on career day. So no, I, I led with it. I, I told <laughs> them that you were, were you wearing a Brennan Johnson forest kit when you came in? <laughs>
0: No, I told them that uh, I was actually really inspired by Brennan Johnson, that Brennan Johnson (laughs) was what really got me going, that I've tried to to make things as great as his right boot is, and that's what led me to start the whole company. And so that was a big point of what I talked about, because I get (laughs) (laughs) seven-year-olds. Oh, man. Clearly, clearly, you know what they want, and what they want is Brennan Johnson. (laughs) Well, what I want right now is a break so we can give some love to Caesars and the rest of our sponsors.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Uh, We are back and we are going to do Manchester United versus Wolves. Manchester United is fourth at 63 points and Wolves is 13th at 40 points. This game is Saturday at 10 a.m. Manchester United is minus 265. Wolves are plus 700. The draw is plus 375. United uh, minus a goal and a half on the adjusted line is plus 100. Wolves is minus 130. So Brett, again, just hopping right to it. I'm taking Wolves here on the the adjusted line, believe it or not. Manchester United obviously have a problem at the back. De Gea is back to his gaffy ways. (laughs) They completely blew that game against West Ham uh, based on De Gea's error and also not being able to generate anywhere near the attack. We've seen in recent times. They have Liverpool's hot breath right on their neck right now. And I'm not sure that they're not going to crack. And so you've been on this for a couple of weeks now. I am now joining you and I'm helped by the numbers as well, because while Wolves got blown out six nil by Brighton a couple of weeks ago, um, they've kept it within one in 19 of their last 23 games since the restart after the world cup. So that is quite the sample. And two of those four were pool and city. Uh So They've had lots of top half teams that could have blown them out. They've been able to keep it close. They've been able to keep this black magic going for several years now. And if I'm going to get the adjusted line against the um on wolves versus a team that absolutely might fade into the past here with Liverpool moving past them into the Champions League, I love that I wanted to pay minus 130 on it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't get all the way there. Um with that. I, I just I I mean, maybe we'll, I mean, wolves would, I mean, getting there would involve my bet, which is wolves, the draw. And so wolves would cover obviously with the draw, but the reason I couldn't, I didn't want to take the spread is because I just think that this wolves team with netto back, I can't believe I'm saying this. Cause I've ripped on them all year. They're more spunky now. Like the attack was the wolves problem, right? Like we've talked about this ad nauseum. Their attack was really bad. With Neto back, that's, that's their best attacker. Like that's their guy. And now he's back in the fold and in the bits and peaches of, of Wolves match, which God, I need to get a life that I'm watching Wolves play. Um, <laughs> I think he he's got enough there. And the one thing I've seen about United is like Wolves are going to give up goals. The backline is leaky. If you look who they're starting, it's not surprising that Wolves, uh, Wolves are going to give up goals, but the, the, De Gea stuff was bad. I mean, I don't know how much of the West Ham match that you watch, but like not only was the goal that he gave up poor, he had a, a they, they had a, a ball that went out of touch. He played a kick in and basically passed it like immediately to Antonio. It should have yep. been another West Ham goal. Oh, yeah. um, it was really bad. And so I think with Neto back and with this weird kind of hodgepodge back line and De Gea doing his thing, United is going to be more vulnerable at the back. So as much as I like the spread, the juice for the draw, I I just think when you're looking at it at plus 375, like three to one that this match doesn't end up tied. I mean, almost four to one, this match doesn't end up tied. I, I just think the juice was better. I wanted to take the spread. I just didn't like the juice on it. I just think that this match ends up being a draw. I can't really see wolves winning. Otherwise I would have maybe found some value in the money line. Um, but I I just think that this is going to be a match where you're going to watch United slip up in some way. They'll probably go up early. Um, A United first goal would be a good bet. I think in this match too. Um, But I just think that they are going to choke this away at the back. I have no faith in that team after watching them against West Ham. The defense looks shaky. De Gea looks like he has just lost back there right now. And they look tired. Like, I don't know if like you thought that watching the West Ham match, they look, tired like because they only can play like a certain amount of guys that are actually good and so they look worn out
0: yeah I don't know what you think that the get a life gap is between the two of you but if you have time to watch Wolves I'm obviously watching United versus West Ham in a game that means something so don't <laughs> insult me that way come on I got them watch De Gea. suck it up live it in living color um I, I, you know, I feel about the draw bets. I mean, I, I, I just don't know if it's going to, the, the coin flip is going to land on its side, you know, that, um, and you know, as you pointed out, like I, I still win on your draw, so I'll I'll root for your bet to win. I just love the idea of a range of outcomes that I'm getting expanding to any sort of uh victory by Manchester United by one or less, but I, I, I get what you're doing. Um, I do like it to be tight, though, and in games where I like it to be tight and in games that, as you pointed out, I think United is struggling a little bit and does look a little bit tired. And the other team is Wolves. Uh, Both teams to score no minus 115. I think either one of these could cash. Uh, You're getting uh, at Caesars, you're getting 115 on either side of the question. Both teams to score yes, both teams to score no. And I'm taking no every single time this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, that's a good bet. I actually looked really hard at the both teams to score bet. Um, and, and mostly it was just the juice on both those bets where like I couldn't go there. Um, so since I was kind of leaning into the draws <laughs> a little bit when I picked these, uh, I was looking at the exact score lines because I don't really see Wolves getting to two. Um, that, that seems hard given that I, I'm glad Neto's Neto making their attack a little more lively just because they're so terrible to watch <laughs> without him um but like the 1-1 one, one exact score line is plus 850 and to me when you're talking about betting a draw and if that's going to be the range of outcome you're you're looking at with these two teams it's going to be nil nil 1-1 or 2-2 and i think nil nil and 2-2 given when we talk about wolves attack and then de Gea nil nil seems out of it and then 2-2 given wolves kind of general incompetence, still in attack uh, seems also pretty unlikely. So you're getting eight to like a little over eight and a half or eight and a half to one exactly on the one, one exact scoreline. When if it does end in a draw, I think that is by far the biggest part of the range. Um, So I just kind of like the value on that bet. I I like both your bets. Believe me, if the juice was better, you and I would have been picking the same things. So I just kind of got a little bit more extravagant going to go galaxy branded as always, and then be wrong. (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> very on brand, Brett. I'll give you that. Very on brand to be extravagant. Galaxy braid and wrong. That is kind of your <laughs> trifecta. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. All right. Uh, let us get to a not-in-the-face special. Everton, uh, they're standing at 17, 17th at 32 points, and they are taking on City, a runaway freight train of a club, first on the table at 82nd points. Though they played a very interesting midweek game, and they got another one coming up. Uh, This game is Sunday at 9 a.m. City is minus 295. Everton is plus 800. The draw is plus 390. City minus one and a half is minus 105. And Everton is minus 125. Uh, So, Brett. Looking at the odds here, Everton gets one freakish 5-1 win over Brighton, where, as I mentioned earlier, they were beaten soundly by XG. And suddenly they're getting comparative respect versus other relegation contenders against yeah. the Juggernaut City. Like, I don't get this. Like, City minus 2.5 against other teams around Everton in the table is would also be around minus 105. So why the one-goal buffer for Everton in this match? versus what we've seen online for City versus, you know, the Southamptons, Leicester and Leeds of the world?
1: I I honestly don't know. I was going to text you before the match and was like, hey, did Caesars have this line right? Is there a typo in here? Um, yeah, I I don't understand it. Um, I do think that this, this seems like an overreaction to the type of performance they put in against Brighton. Um, but Everton's been pretty bad otherwise. Like, they yeah. have not played well.
0: I, I mentioned they're 17th. They have 32 yeah. points. They've been bad.
1: Yeah. No, I but I mean, like underlying numbers too. Like, even if we don't go by raw table numbers, like this isn't been like an unlucky Everton team in any stretch of the imagination. Like they have just been bad. Um, I thought Sean Dice would maybe clean up some of the stuff from Lampard, and I guess he did a little on on the margins, but like they've been pretty bad. And like, look, they're attacking triumphant is Dwight McNeil, Dominic Calver Lewin, who may or may not ever last an entire match, and Alex awobe, like, how is that going to threaten city? I mean, I, I, one of the bandwagons I have been on, which Champions League, thank you for validating me, is Ederson is a problem. Um, yeah. So, but I, but I still don't see it where it's just going to be a thing that matters. Um, I just, I think you got to take the minus 105 at the minus one and a half and just run. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I would love to talk to the people that do the modeling and be like, how did you get this number? Um, they're clearly not going to tell us, but that'd be a fun conversation to have how that wound up there. Cause I, I legitimately had to check it like four times to be like, am I really looking at it? Is it really minus one Oh five?
0: Yeah. And looked. I mean, like they had a big game, uh, obviously against Madrid in the midweek and that was in fact factored in the line makers last week. So I don't know if they're factoring in the return of the tie on Wednesday. Um, yeah. I mean, I I just don't know, but that's going to be a fascinating game on Wednesday. I guess there's a small chance they look past Everton and get to that, but I think it's only a small chance when they clearly are like in the driver's seat of the title race. And I don't think they're giving up that death grip anytime soon. And as we always point out, like it almost doesn't matter who they play because all their players are so talented. All of a sudden Rico Lewis is stepping into this like inverted midfielder role and slipping through passes like he's TAA. It was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I just... I mean, Everton also lost Seamus Coleman, who it, it's crazy that we're still talking about, like, Seamus Coleman, like he's an important cog in Everton, but he really was. And, like, Nathan Patterson needed a ton of help to deal with Matoma, and when Cy March came on, like, it, the scoreline was definitely flattering. I mean, th- we're going to talk about Brighton in a little bit, and there's definitely was an issue with Brighton, how Brighton set up in that match. But, like, Everton is still... Their attack is still bad. Calvert Bloom being back helps. Um, but they definitely weren't as good as they looked against Brighton, and City still City. Like I, I, it's it's just kind of bizarre. And um, with with the fact that I know there's going to be goals in this match because it's Everton uh, and Yuri Mina has been seen as a solution to Michael Keane, uh, so the, <laughs> there's another reason. How is this minus 105? Um, but the the first goal scorer, I think, Mara is probably going to get rotated in. Um, when Sully March came on in the Brighton game, he lived in the penalty box on that from that right side and that's where Maras is going to play when he probably gets rotated in cuz has played a bunch of matches in a row. Um so if Maras is there that first goal score at plus 700, I just think he's going to get a ton of touches in the area. Obviously it's it's sort of dangerous to bet against Haaland scoring uh, like any goal for City cuz he scores all their goals, <laughs> but yeah. that seems like a good one just given how weak that that uh left side of their defense has been and I I mean Maras is not like a slouch. I mean he's getting up there in years but like his XG numbers are still pretty good. He takes a lot of shots when he plays like Everton's going to sit back and, you know, kind of let city dictate and Mara loves to just cut inside that left foot and let loose. So I, I like that plus seven number, hundred number for him to be the first goal scorer.
0: Well, it was really fun to watch them play Leeds last week because, you know, shout out to Big Sam for getting his team extremely well drilled already because they kept doing the exact same thing and then Gundogan would run to the exact same spot and Mares would play the exact yes, same pass yes, and yes. he would have the exact yes. same open pass, open yes. shot of the goal. So, like, yes. Leeds was really disciplined. They did not ever adjust to the most obvious thing that was going to keep happening yes. over and over again. So, good job, Sam. And, like, God bless that, that, that De Bruyne pass. At the point of the 25th minute, like the twisting knockdown to Holland. Like, I know Holland like, missed it wide, but even when even though he missed, we should not sleep on the artistry of the pass. That was like extraterrestrial, the uh, way De Bruyne twisted his body and then knocked it perfectly into Holland's path. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it's it's so crazy
1: that, uh, you know, I was out today with a couple of friends that I've been in town with here, and we were talking about that pass on a shot that Haaland missed we were talking about the de Bruyne pass that yeah. led to it like that is i just i hope he just never gets bad can he play till he's 50 i don't care who city is funded by like that dude is magic like yeah. just let him be good for as long as we can enjoy it
0: completely agree uh president of the de Bruyne fan club over here he yeah really, really no, definitely. he is
1: he is on your mount rushmore for sure
0: right next to uh, Lukaku <laughs> Unless it's a mountain of mashed potatoes, Lukaku is not interested. <laughs> uh, uh I guess I still need to get my prop. I'm making my same portfolio bet because it keeps hitting for me. And until it stops hitting, and I'm just gonna keep making it. Manchester City wins. Both teams score plus one ninety. Week after week, I make this bet. Week after week you say, ha, Everton's attack, they have nothing there. Leeds attack, they have nothing there. Fill in the blank. Southampton forest, they have nothing there. And somehow, every single week, City. It's, gives not, up somehow, a it's not somehow though.
1: It's because Ederson plays. <laughs> because we All saw right. it in the one match that Ortega played. The clean sheet hit against West Ham.
0: <laughs> there you go. But Anderson's going to be between the yeah, posts on Sunday. Yeah. And I'm getting plus 190 just for Everton to get some sort of consolation goal at one time, even if they have like even if they have negative xG, I think they would get a goal just the way this is going right now. So, uh loving it at plus 190, happy to make it week after week until it turns negative for me. Uh, all right. We got to get in our second break. Great pace. We got going here today, Brett. we're going to save people about a half hour of our nonsense. So it's like a <laughs> Jesse Mars pressing system going on right now. We're good. <laughs> so let's give them the break. Uh, two more games, five point, and then we're out. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty
2: hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary
1: AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: We are back. We are back with what is definitely the best game of this sorry slate. We have Arsenal, second Uh, with 81 points versus Brighton, 7th with 55 points. This game is Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Arsenal is minus 135. Brighton is plus 325. The draw is plus 295. Arsenal minus half a goal is minus 130. And our friends at Caesars have Brighton at plus 100. So, uh, Brett, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first because I'm going to tell you right now the five choices here: Arsenal money line, Brighton money line, draw, Arsenal minus half a goal, or Brighton plus half a goal. At one point, I talked myself into all five. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and see where you're at, since you obviously have more clarity than I do.
1: Uh, yeah, I went with the Arsenal minus one thirty-five, like pretty much right away. And the reason being is I have never had one match, and anybody who's unfortunate to follow me on Twitter probably saw me go off about this because it was that important that I was like, I actually want to tweet about this. Um, which should never be a thing that should enter anybody's mind. But uh, Roberto Zerbi has been a guy that I've, I've thought was a big difference maker. I've enjoyed how they played. When they lost against Forrest, he went with this weird kooky thing where Pascal Gross was playing right back. Then they play United and Caicedo, because of the threat of Rashford was in right back. And Chelsea legend, Billy Gilmore was actually playing the six gross didn't even play. Then they get to Everton. Gross is back at right back. Do you want to take a guess how three of the five goals came to be in that Everton <laughs> match? Because there was a perfect time where I almost took a video of it to send to send us some buddies, where you just see Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil, okay. Dwight McNeil of all people leave Pascal Gross in the dust and transition as he runs in and plays the ball back or runs into the box pretty much on check. It, it was so mind-boggling to me that Desurby comes out of that half where Everton just completely exploits the area where Gross is or should have been. Makes four changes and none of them are removing Gross right back. Yeah, it was just bizarre and it was the weirdest act of manager negligence that I think I've seen in a long time which is really saying something given the number of managers that we've talked
0: about on here Um, and so to do, me do I have to remind you who Frank Lampard yes. has been starting for Chelsea that was that, that was implied in what I was trying to say <laughs> okay. we have
1: talked about playing Lampard and I'm saying that this is the biggest act of manager negligence that I've seen Um and so Oh, so it makes me really concerned. Like I, I don't, I, I kind of. It was the one thing you should never overreact to one match, but it was so weird and glaring, and it's it might cost him a spot in Europa, which would be such an incredible accomplishment for a team with Brighton's payroll and stature in the league. And he just makes the mistake, and I just don't really see that he's connecting the dots. So they're still without uh, Lamptey, um and they're still without Joe Veltman. So we may see Grossett right back again, and if that's the case. I am all Arsenal all the way. I am going to sell everything that I own and find ways to bet all that money everywhere because I just think that that is going to be such a massive
0: mistake. If it was a mistake against Dwight McNeil, what do you think Martinelli and soccer are going to do to that? Well, I was about to say, I mean, yeah. if he's that egregious, uh, as you were saying, like, isn't all the Martinelli props, like everything we should play this Yeah, and the so the, 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 prop,
1: the prop that I do have is Martinelli to score two or more is plus a thousand. And he will be the guy either running at gross or running in behind the open space where gross should be as he's pushed up the field and, they, and Brighton would have to transition back. So, yeah. uh, and we also know that we talked about um, Sully March when he came on and, and uh, against Everton. So, I mean, one of the things is, is when you look at the, the left side or sorry, or, uh, we're talking about a Wobi, I'm thinking the wrong team right now. but we're talking about awobi on Everton, he had a bunch of passes into the penalty area of, the, of that match. It's not like Alex Awobi is a special player. like he's Alex Awobi. He's been around forever. I don't even know where he's gonna go if El- if Everton got relegated. And now you have Saka on that side who we know is a good creative threat. Like this just seems set up for just Brighton to just get throttled and it's going to be Martinelli that I think is going to be the prime beneficiary of that.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I took the draw out of it because Brighton is playing these like bangers of matches. And this is going to be a really entertaining match, I I believe. And because, you know, there's so much variance in the number of goals that are scoring, like there's just not that many times it ends on a draw. And so once you take the draw out, that means the double chance is no good. And so then you're just playing the money line, Arsenal versus Brighton. I was very tempted to take the Seagulls at plus 325, but that's disrespectful to the Gunners. Uh, they showed up against Newcastle. I know it was closer to even on next G, but and Newcastle hit the pipes a couple of times, but I thought Arsenal on the, on the whole was a better team in that match, even though it was a kind of a heavyweight clash and coming off of that game, their uh, campaign long way that they've stayed inside of city and led most of it. And, and or are at least still keeping it close and might take this to the final match day or at least the last couple of match days. I'm going to pay them my respect. So to only have to give up a little bit of juice on the money line, uh, at minus at 135 is eventually where I went. And then in terms of props that you already gave yours, um, there's one thing I seem to know in this world right now, and it, it ain't how to run a podcast network. It ain't how to raise kids. It ain't how to do any of these other things. It's how to make corner bets. <laughs> Hit another one last week, Brett. Hit another one. I am absolutely king, on The fire king of the corner. The king
1: so, of the corner. Toby I am,
0: I am really feeling myself right now. I'm really feeling myself on corner bets. And I'm going full Icarus right now. I'm doing something that is almost impossible oh, to predict. Boy. And oh, it doesn't boy. even have it doesn't even have that good of a payoff, but that's just how hot I feel. It is my response to like our race to 10 bets that Sal does? I am doing a race to three corners. A raced the three corners. First team to hit three, and I am taking Brighton at plus 160. They had 15 corners last week. They had, what, seven or eight before that. I've hit them earlier this year famously on an adjusted corner bet just on their side versus United. They don't seem to know any other way to play besides the front foot. I think it's going to be open. I think they're going to be attacking. I think they're going to try to get the first goal, and so as such, To get plus 160 just to get the first three corners. Yes, it's somewhat luck, but if it's luck and both things can happen, give me the plus 160 odds. So I'm doing it here and I'm doing it in my five pint later, Brett. What say you? I
1: mean, you're the king of the corner. What am I supposed to say? I can't, I, you, why would I ever attack the crown? I'm not that, I'm not dumb
0: enough to do that. Uh, Well, I think, I think you are exactly dumb enough to do that, but I appreciate (laughs) you not doing it here. Oh,
1: Toby, you're such a
0: morale booster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if I was a morale booster, I should head over to Leicester City because they definitely need it. This team sucks. Uh, They are 18th and they're at 30 points trying to fight off the drop. And they're going against an ascendant Liverpool team. uh, Fifth at 62 points. One point out of the Champions League's positions, even though both Newcastle and United do have a game in hand on them. Uh, So... Oh, I gotta give the odds, don't I? Uh this game is Monday at 3 p.m. Liverpool's minus 175, Leicester's plus 410, the Jaws plus 340. I'm all flustered from that corner bit. Uh Liverpool <laughs> minus half of goals, minus 175. Leicester is plus 135. So, Brett, um Leicester has only won one of their last 14 games. So a team that has won one of the last fourteen games playing against a team that is formerly one of the best teams in the world that is absolutely ascendant now that is threatening you know regain their perch as uh, one of the you know ten best teams around the globe. There's no way I could take Leicester. There's no way. So it's just a matter of whether I just pull up or not. But then you look at the numbers, and since they beat Manchester United seven nil in an absolute thrashing. Uh, they played 11 games and they've only won one of those games by more than one goal. So while they've won six and uh, six on the bounce, only one of those was by more than one. It's consist one goal victories. So it just wasn't worth it to me to juice the line up here. So I'm going to take them at the minus 175. I know it's not sexy, and I'm just going to look into pair it with something else in order to get a better line.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the way to play it. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how. Leicester comes out because that loss to Fulham put them as one of the favorites to get relegated. That is a tough loss to swallow. Basically, when the ghost of Williams scores twice against you your morale can't be great. <laughs> um, so I'm actually wondering if like, cause you know, the thing that we see with Lester too, is like the names are still there. Like, even though we know Vardy's on the downside, it's Madison, it's Tillman's and DD, you know, th- there's talent like in that roster, Harvey Barnes, you may have an opinion on him. That's better than mine, but he exists in like a way that some people tell me he's good. Um, so I- I'm, I just think that there is something broken and, and I think the loss to Fulham could have just completely cracked their spine here. So I I wasn't going to adjust it. I I took the same thing as you. I'm going to eat the juice on that. Um, But uh, the way, the thing that I went to afterwards is that Liverpool still plays pretty open games. And the one thing that Leicester has shown they can do even in these matches is they can still score goals. So the Liverpool to win and both to score gave, gave me a plus 180 number. Um, and that's the one I landed on. It's actually one of my favorite bets of the week. We'll talk about it probably in the five pine here in a second. Um, but that seems like the best one to me. I don't see ways in which Lester is going to bounce back from that Fulham loss. Um, and Liverpool, like you said, they're a Senate. They're playing really well. I, I mean, this just seems like it's going to be a kind of a beat down here. There's definitely going to be goals on both sides.
0: Uh, I have the exact same thing. So I also wrote down plus 180, pool to win both teams to score. Leicester is definitely not playing, you know, kind of scoreless, boring games uh, as giving up two goals to William Proves in a 5-3 kind of banger of a match. Uh, They're similar to Leeds in that regard, but I obviously think Liverpool is going to win. So to take Liverpool from minus 175 to plus 180, just to think Leicester will get on the board once, is a great way to adjust the number. The only other thing that I wrote down was uh, pool to win first half is plus 100. So they've been doing a good job of getting out early, beating on the attacking foot, unless there certainly has not been doing a good job of, uh, of not conceding in the first half. So I like getting the plus 100 instead of the minus 175 for pool to be ahead at the break.
1: Yeah, and, and the one thing I have to say too is that I'm just really glad that of all the proclamations you've thrown out you know, if Chelsea loses, we're not going to talk about them, that you never said the phrase, if Willian scores twice this year, we're going to rename the podcast. <laughs> so we, we dodged a bullet big time there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean he might get upgraded. I don't know what like uh what is it instead of a ghost of Willian, like William Citizen of Purgatory? Like is he somewhere <laughs> between the two lives at this point? Williams uh, Risen
1: Corpse podcast. Yeah, there we
0: go. Yeah, yeah. Easter William. Uh, so we just had the five point left, Brett. Right? We got through the show in record time. And right. last week I edged you just slightly. I think it was five point eight to five point two. So both turned a slight profit. Uh, never turned down a week or have more money to uh, end the week than you started with. Uh, but we didn't. Neither of us hit it big. So I'm hoping that you hit it big this week since uh, you are currently on a vacation without overhead lights, it would appear. It's just gotten darker yeah. and darker and all of a sudden you're... Yeah. Just, you're, you're I'm, you're so, I'm used to status. Arizona
1: sunshine being out a little bit longer than it is in
0: Redondo, So <laughs> Holy heck. It, we're not planned for this. <laughs> yeah, an extra 20 bucks, pal. You can get a room with lights. Uh, so for my five point, I am going with the following five bets. Chelsea Forest over two and a half, minus 125. Spurs to win plus 210 and a rare Spurs five pint appearance for me. Manchester City minus the goal and a half at minus 105. Wolves plus a goal and a half at minus 130. And then Brighton race to three corners. If I say it, you know it's going in the five (laughs) pint plus 160. (laughs) Yeah, mine
1: are going to be pretty consolidated this week. Uh, I liked two bets a lot and one bet I just had to take. Um, So I'm taking Liverpool and both the score for plus 180 at two pints. Uh, City minus one and a half at minus one oh five for two pints and then Martinelli
0: plus one thousand two or more goals bring me the bread oh and high, and the high variant style is back with mean, that Liverpool one hits you're profitable and then the other two are kind of free ride so yeah Liverpool one's a great one I mean both of us wrote it down independently and then you put two pints on it so that's as close as we come to like a full-throated endorsement on this show
1: yeah of which, which, of course, means that Leicester will win one
0: now. Of course. No. <laughs> fade covered in glory is the new fade spurs. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up early. Let's get you back on your vacation. Let's get an umbrella drink in your hand and uh, something that might have some overhead lights in your near future. Everybody else, you go out and have some fun. Enjoy this match week, and we'll be back next week with our usual interchange of horrible advice backed by expert analysis. Take care, everyone.
1: Take care, everybody. <laughs>